0: just want to apologize in advance I this is an emotionalized episode I have for you guys so if I sniffle a lot I'm sorry I was <clears throat> doing an outline of what I wanted to talk about um, during my experience and reading through the my journal and uh, yeah it's probably it's my favorite episode already. I already know it's gonna be so I hope you guys enjoy it as well um, <clears throat> it was hold on. <coughs> this episode was a bit harder for me to record than my previous retreat episodes um, because the Nino Santos experience I had was pretty wild. It was incredibly deep and eye-opening and the teachings that I received from it and integrated into my life are just so incredible and they're priceless. they're amazing. They're magical. I can't, they're called magic mushrooms for a reason. Uh, I want to cry already thinking about it. I'm not going to, though. So I wish the same healing for you all. And I hope that you guys get a lot of value from this episode and enjoy it. Um, I'm going to tell you about my experience with Nino Santos during my ayahuasca retreat. Um, But before I do, I want to recap real quick because I know I've done a couple mini episodes in between the last one, uh, in case you guys forgot (laughs) what was going on. Um, So the first day of the retreat, I did Cambo, or Combo, aka, and then that night I did Ayahuasca. So now we're on day two, the morning of day two, um, this is about 10 a.m. of the the retreat. So Nino Santos, aka Magic Mushrooms, aka Shrooms. So uh, I've obviously done a lot of shrooms in my life. Well, I've done trims many times in my life, <laughs> I should say. Um, I've never had any horrible experiences, thank God. Uh, most were great. Some I could have done without. But either way, um, this was a completely different experience. My point is that it's not like any mushrooms you've ever done. So just just put that all away. This is totally different. I, I don't know what it is about it that's different. Well, I kind of do, but whatever. Let me get into it. So um of course like with every ceremony in plant medicine we set intentions before ingest before ingesting it um i don't know why it's so hard for me to say that damn word anyway i'm already getting dry mouth i feel like you guys always hear my damn canteen in the background and it's so noisy i'm thinking about the editing my drinking out, but I kind of wanted to just keep it flowing. It's more organic that way. Anyway, so um, we set our intentions. Um, Mine was to nurture all my inner child's unmet needs, which was basically my point of this whole trip. So, um, we all got our cups of the shroom tea. And the first thing that's different about doing this one is that once you drink it, you can't talk to anyone for three hours so you just sit with yourself either you stay in the ceremony tent or you can go outside walk around whatever you're gonna do be in nature but there's no talking for three hours it's three hours of silence and it's three hours of inside of your brain that was a long ass three hours (laughs) Um, so right after we drank it we're all like sitting in our beds or in our like mats and our sleeping bags in the yurt, in the ceremony yurt. And the shaman played this song. He started playing this song and like, we all immediately like felt like, I don't know if he hypnotized us. I don't know what the F. I've been to hypnosis therapy, by the way, this was way more intense. Um, He played this song and we all just knocked the F out, which is weird. Cause like I said, it's 10 AM. Like We all slept the night before, you know? Uh, So yeah, we all had the same, we just knocked the F out. Um. So, we woke up, I don't know what happened while we were asleep, I mean, we were just laying there, but whatever, I don't know how long it was, Um, but what woke me up was my body felt extremely uncomfortable, like, not my stomach this time, thank God, like, there was no purging during this experience, Um, but my, st- my body felt like I wanted to, like, jump out of it, like, I just felt uncomfortable, in my skin, like, like that, I feel that feeling again as I'm... In- I'm telling you guys about it right now. Um, yeah, so unlike ayahuasca, uh, Nino Santos aren't intended to hold you or mother you, you know? They call it Mother Ayahuasca for a reason because she kind of holds you, she guides you, comforts you as you're purging up all your shit. Uh, Nino Santos, no. Nino Santos, are, um, they're intended to bring out your inner child. So the little you, little you, little Brienne in my case, can show adult you what he or she needed back then. (sighs) That can be scary for some of us. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Like, some deep shit came out of this stuff, like, in the sharing circle. Oh, my God. Just my experience, other people's experience, like, this was intense. I'm so thankful for it. I could cry. Anyway, uh, Nino Santos, it actually translates to holy children which kind of sounds I was like a little bit scared uh I'm not that fluent in Spanish or actually I'm not fluent at all I'm not gonna even lie like fuck me right but anyway uh when I when I looked it up I was like holy children that's like a little bit scary um they're not effing around though they're not scary (laughs) so um they they take you back um They take you back to places that you buried deep down inside of you. They take you back to the very beginning. Um, If you notice patterns, unhealthy patterns in your life or just patterns that you want to change that you keep recreating. um, So like patterns that you might recreate with every partner you have or every job or friend, whatever, like Different man, same shit. Different job, same shit. Different girlfriend, same shit. Different friends, same shit. Stuff like that. Like, it's something in you, right? Like, you have to realize that it's not the other person. Like, there's, it comes a point in our life when we realize, like, this is me. This is a me thing. It's not a them thing. Um, when you take Nino Santos, they will take you back to the time and the place that the wound that's causing you to recreate all this shit every time first developed. Like I said, this can be a dark place to go, but it's necessary in, in healing. So I do it a hundred times over a thousand, a million times over. I I would go back tomorrow. Like, I feel like I do need a couple more retreats. To be honest, I would love to go. If anyone wants to go, let me know. (laughs) Um, So I have my journal next to me as I'm recording this, Um, like always, I have like a huge journal by the way, I journal every single day, but especially during this retreat, just because I, like you think you're going to remember everything, um, but there's some things that you forget because it's so much and and someone told me that uh, um, when I first got there, so I'm glad that I I journaled and wrote everything down. so one thing that I was noticing when I was looking at my journal, which I totally forgot about, is that so I wrote, I wrote a journal entries while I was on the shrooms and then I wrote my post shrooms entry, you know, and um, just like summarizing so I could, I knew I like, got my thoughts clear for what I wanted to say in the sharing circle. And when I look at the page that I wrote or the pages that I wrote while I was on the shrooms, it's like child handwriting. It's like chicken scratch. It's really weird. It's like not my handwriting. And then I look at the page afterwards and then I'm back to normal. So that was, that's pretty cool, pretty weird. Um, I wrote down this thing and I still, and I can't remember what that I was talking about. And I says, you don't have to sit down there with the boys. I don't, I don't know what I was talking about, but I hope that it comes to me because like, Steph has been coming back to me throughout like this whole month since I've been back. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I'm going to share with you now where the Nino Santos actually took me. Um, Super vulnerable, but I hope that in doing so, I'm able to inspire some of you to also do the work and and heal your little selves as well. Because your guys' little selves need healing too and nurturing. And I hope that you can do that for yourselves the way that I'm doing for myself because it's really, really great. Okay, (laughs) so I woke up from the hypnosis or whatever, from the sleep, and we all, like we're all laying in a circle, you know, Um, we all kind of started moving around in in our sleeping bags and like slowly waking up at the same time I saw, Um, so yeah, I felt extremely uncomfortable in my body, and that was actually part of my first lesson that they taught me. Um, I was actually extremely self-conscious as a child. I thought it was ugly for most of my childhood and actually my life. <laughs> um, I never felt comfortable in my own skin, not as a child, and uh, not really recent. Not until recently, actually, if I'm being honest. Um, the first lesson was that little Brienne or little me really needed someone to tell her that she wasn't ugly I got bullied a lot as a kid um and no one ever I don't be sad but no one ever told me I wasn't ugly or maybe I didn't tell I like I said I had a hard time expressing I probably didn't even tell anyone the things that the kids would say to me you know I didn't feel worthy of expressing myself oh actually I'm gonna get into that in a little in a couple lessons but well. I'm gonna get into that in a few minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I needed someone to tell little Brienne that she wasn't ugly and tell her that she is beautiful. So when I went back in time during this experience, I was able to do that for myself and for little me. And when I processed it, when I did that, when I nurtured that need Um, The discomfort in my body immediately went away and I was able to feel relaxed, which was really nice because that was a really, really awful feeling to start this out with. Um, Yeah, so the next realization that I had was that little Brienne needed someone to wake up with her in the morning and make her breakfast before school. Um, I was taken back to this vision. It was taken back in this vision um, and I was back to my kindergarten self and I was eating peanut butter and um, peanut butter toast in the kitchen of my old old house that we used to live in or the first house that we lived in I guess. Um, I was eating peanut butter toast uh, on the table that we had it was exactly the same I was there and I was watching Franklin before school. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. like that cartoon with a turtle. Um, I used to watch it every morning, and then I'd walk myself to the bus stop. I remember I'd wake myself up. i have an alarm clock, obviously, before cell phones, and I woke myself up at 6.05 a.m. every day, and I climbed off my bunk bed, and I just got myself ready and made myself breakfast and walked to the bus stop. So little Brienne really wanted me to Oh my God, this is so emotional for me to talk about. Jesus. All right. So little Brienne really wanted someone to wake up with her. So I did that in my vision. And um, yeah, I walked her to school and everything. <laughs> so I, I have a really hard time speaking in public. Um, I had a lot of missed opportunities because of that. I actually never wanted to be a nurse. <laughs> um, I wanted to be a news broadcaster, but yeah, that didn't work out. I, I really have a hard time speaking in public. I'm working on it um, and I have a very, or I had a very hard time. I still do kind of um, hard time speaking up for myself and expressing my needs. I've gotten a lot better actually, especially because of this retreat, but, um, So my needs were not met for most of my life because I didn't know how to express them. Um, So the next lesson that I learned from the shrooms uh, was that they took me back to when I was two, actually. Um, This was, I think, the hardest lesson. My mom was in an abusive relationship at the time and i was back there in that apartment that we lived in i totally had shut this memory out and i forgot about it really i never really thought about it or i never really think about these times obviously um so at this time my siblings were not born yet it was just me and uh, i had suppressed these, these memories uh from this particular boyfriend that she had at the time um as my way of coping when I was two I want to just say that most of the things that shape you I've learned that most of the things that shape your adulthood happen between ages one and five um so I, I did go in knowing that and actually I hope that I can share with you guys later why I know that because it's really helped me so much um these coping skills that I've that I developed back then, just really transferred into my adulthood. And yeah, so I was able to overcome that. But anyway, back to the shrooms, we'll talk about that later. Um, so this lesson took me back to um, to that time. And then I fast forwarded about a year or two Um, and she was in another abusive relationship. Uh, I I had missed a lot of school because of their fights and the cops were just always at my house. Thank God DCFS like didn't exist back then I don't think because they're horrible, not horrible. Just, it would have been bad for me. (laughs) It wouldn't have been a good time. I probably would have been like foster care or something. Who knows what the fuck would have happened to me. I've been worse than I was, (laughs) Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, going back to those places was really hard for me during this experience. It's hard to talk about, but I'm going to get through it anyway, because this is the most valuable experience that I had probably on the whole retreat or one of them. Um, so a lot of trauma happened in those places or during those times. And my mom always threatened me at the time, uh, not uh, threatened me so that I wouldn't tell anyone about the events that went on. Um,
1: So I wasn't allowed to talk about
0: it. So I'd have to lie about why I missed school so much or lie about why I was late. Um, I had to hold on to so much at such a young age. It kind of left me or made me feel gagged. If you are into chakras, if you know about them, it's kind of like your your throat chakras closed. Um if you're if you don't know what I'm talking about, it just it feels like you're gagged, like like you can't talk. <laughs> um, I wanted so badly to tell someone at the time or to share what was going on. Obviously I was a little girl and I couldn't. So well, because my mom threatened me if I did, so I didn't and yeah. So it ended up manifesting into me having this huge fear of speaking in public as an adult, and also a huge fear of speaking up for myself as an adult and a huge, and throughout my childhood and my teenage years, um, and also a huge fear of expressing myself all my life of being able to express myself. Uh, I, I never felt like I had the right to speak up for myself, not in any situation. And I didn't feel like I had the right to express my feelings. Um, I went so long holding on, holding on to these feelings, and I didn't know why I could never just say them out loud. Like as an adult, I never understood why I can't. Why can't I just say it? Why can't I just tell this person how I feel or how they're making me feel? You know, why can't I say no? Um, So the Nino Santos really opened my eyes as to why I always felt gagged when I wanted to speak. Uh, they also opened my eyes to the fact that the reason my mom didn't want me telling anyone about these traumatic events happening in my home was out of shame and guilt and embarrassment that she felt, obviously, um, I always say this, but as moms, we, we do our best, everyone does. Um, so. That shame and guilt and embarrassment transferred over to me and I carried that around that shame and guilt throughout my life, like up until now. So having carried that all with me throughout my life, I had a very hard time expressing myself and talking about anything. Because throughout my childhood, I wasn't allowed to speak about my emotions. Or tell anyone the truth, you know? So the shrooms showed me that the little me really needed to be told that my feelings matter. Um, she really needed to be told that her feelings were valid. And that she could trust herself and her feelings. And she needed to be told that people care about how she feels. As an adult. Something I always joke about is that I cry every day. I I cry a lot, but it's, I exaggerate. Like, it's just a joke. I cry, Brianne has to cry every day. Um, And the shrooms showed me that it's because um, I watched my mom being abused for so many years and I had to keep that all in and not being able to cry or express myself back then and having to go on as if none of it ever happened um, because that was my mom's coping mechanism. Obviously she needed to cope with that too, right? It's not just me going through it. So the way that she copes is that she pretends nothing ever happens. She's working on it, by the way. (laughs) We're all just a big bunch of healing people over here. Um, So yeah, I find myself crying a lot as an adult for quote unquote, no reason, but that reason is, because our bodies never forget. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever read a book called our, um, The Body Keeps the Score. It's a really, really great book. Um, if you haven't, you should read it. The Body Keeps the Score. It's, um, it's about how trauma and old wounds live in our bodies. And it's there. It lives in our bodies. It, even if we bury them deep down and try to block them out, it's there. Our old wounds live in our tissues. They live in our cells. They live in the places, live in parts of my back. Um, I don't know. I'm going to talk about my car accident in the DMT episode, um, cause that came up a lot during that episode, um, and about how there was guilt living in my back. And that, w- that caused a lot of my back pain. I mean, my back is fused with titanium, so that causes pain, obviously. And I have, like, a lot of osteoarthritis back there because of it. But the wound also um, attributed to the pain. But anyway, that'll be in the DMT episode. Um, so because our trauma lives in our bodies, it causes us to do... It causes a lot of shit that happens in our lives, in our adulthoods. It finds a way to sneak back up on us uh, and make us feel crazy. (laughs) And it just wreaks wreaks havoc on us. It causes us to recreate situations that we forgot happened. It causes us to repeat unhealthy habits, unhealthy patterns. It made me feel like I was actually crazy for a, a lot, of, a lot of years. I felt like, I guess I'm just crazy. Like there's something wrong with my brain, you know, um, I thought that that was just how I was and I was just going to have to accept it. But no, uh, I don't actually, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I say a lot of wild things, but I'm not crazy. Um, I just needed to get to the root cause of the issues, and I finally did. Um, another lesson, and the last one I'm going to talk about in this episode is a really important one as well. First, I'm going to drink some water because, I don't know, my mouth gets so dried out when I talk. Probably because I take Adderall and just dries me out. <clears throat> but yeah. So I cause a lot of fights in my relationships. Uh, I don't, I didn't know why. Um, something would just trigger the fuck out of me and I'd get really upset and I'd feel really jealous. I've no, out of nowhere. And I'd cry and I'd scream and I'd have a tantrum. I'd have, I had a lot of tantrums as an adult. That's uh, a big reason that I went, that I started antidepressants, the ones I was taking in the first place. I couldn't get my tantrums, my adult tantrums under control. Um, So the Nino Santos, one thing I do want to say on that is that I, I, I control my anger and I control my adult tantrums when my kids are around, when I'm around my kids are present, when they're present. And I only have these tantrums if they're, if they, or I only have those tantrums if they were a sleeper, you know? So if you can control them around, if I, I realize if I can control them around my daughters, then they're not uncontrollable. Like I control, if I really want to, I can control them around anyone, you know? Um, So that's something to keep in mind. If you can control them around a certain person or certain people or your kids, then you're not crazy you know? So anyway, (laughs) um, the Nino Santos had a lesson for me there as well. They showed me that I sought after safety and protection for my partner or partners in the past and now. But I had unattainable expectations for this because I wasn't it wasn't really adult me or adult Brienne seeking this protection from my partner, it was little Brienne that was seeking the protection and safety and comfort. So no matter what my partner did, it was never enough. It was never going to be enough. It always left me needing more or seeking it, seeking more, seeking it elsewhere in my past relationships. And repeating these patterns and cycling through partners because no one was ever going to be able to meet that expectation that little Brienne had. Because how can you? These people weren't there. No one was these my partners, my partner now wasn't there. My previous partners weren't there. Like although I didn't even know what the thing was I was seeking so bad until I did the shrooms at this retreat. Uh, little me wanted safety and protect. She wanted protection, so much. And how is or how are, how could any of my adult partners, or my partner now, protect little Brienne? It's not possible. <laughs> they weren't there. My partner now, he wasn't there. So no matter what he did, or no matter what he does, he'll never be able to protect little me. No one will. I need to do that. And that's what the shrooms taught me. And that is that I needed to go back to there, I needed to go back there to those times. And they took me back there to all those times or to a lot of those times. Um, So I could go back and give myself the protection that I've been looking for in every relationship I've ever been in. Because no one else can do it for me. So. This is something I really had to focus on this month, uh, coming back from the retreat, because it's it's hard uh, to do, but integrating it all of the things that I learned into myself has already just into my life. It has already made so many shifts in my life, so many positive shifts and improve my relationship and improve my relationship with my family and improve my relationship with everyone. Even I'm even like nicer to people at work. <laughs> if you worked with me, you'd laugh too. <laughs> um, Even with my family, uh, I'm nicer to them. Not my immediate family, just like family members I just didn't like in the past and I like them now. (laughs) It improved the way that I see myself and the way I see the world and the way I see others. The way it improved the way that I hold blame. I don't hold blame anymore. I don't blame anyone and I don't blame myself. It is, these are just things that happen it's just been an amazing experience. And it's been amazing. My life has been really great after coming back from this. So if any of you listening want to break any unhealthy patterns in your life or want to know why you feel crazy sometimes or depressed, I hope you all are able to experience this for yourselves too. And I promise you won't regret it. And if you want me to go with you, I will. (laughs) So That is what I have to say about the Nino Santos. And I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening.